0: welcome 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 back to locked on 76ers i'm your host keith pompey this episode is uh brought to you by built bar the protein and energy bar the best bar i had i'm i'm not i hate to say that to sound cheesy but it's true but i have my man divine givens on from 97.5 i haven't like spoken to the brother in a long time last time i actually saw you d was at the uh the March 11th game, you know. Final game, final game of, well, I'm not going to say final game of the season. We don't know that yet, but the last game since the hiatus. Do you think that's going to be the final game, D? I have been
1: very skeptical, Keith, about them returning because there's so many things. Of course, with the logistics of it all, if they do find a way to get back and then you start to employ the testing, that the players and the staffs of the teams have to go through. So initially I've been saying, no, I don't think they come back. But as we start to hear a lot of different things and understanding that so much revenue is involved in all of this with the the association and even with the players' association, that I'm, I'm starting to believe that they do, in fact, find a way to get this done and come
0: back. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think they're going to come back. I I, I do, I do. Um, I I think they're going to come back. But brother, what I gotta to talk to you about is what really happened on what on 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 Tuesday. On Tuesday, um, the Players Association reports came out, and sources kind of confirmed the reports that were, you know they were going out polling players asking them, do you guys want to come back? Now I'm paraphrasing the text messages that players receive, right? So next thing you know, it was one of those things where um you know ESPN Woj, Adrian Wojanowski, who, you know, who if people want to know who the GOAT is of NBA basketball reporting is him, <laughs> right? He's the right. he's the Michael Jordan. So you know he has this report You know, sources confirm his report. And then all of a sudden, two hours later, it's like, hey, that's not true. It's like, hey, that's not true. It's like, that's not true. And then next thing you know, it's like one of those things where uh, he comes back and then he gets into more detail of what was said. It's a a bad look on me to the Players Association. I mean, it is, or or the whole situation just looks bad.
1: Yeah, the whole situation does look bad, Keith, because, first of all, with all the new information that's coming out uh, on a daily basis with everything that's going on, you're going to hear so many different things about what the players are agreeing to and what Adam Silver might be saying, or not necessarily the players agreeing to. The conversations overall that they're having with trying to get this season resumed, and this one today, uh, yesterday. Pardon me. As you pointed out, it, it's definitely a bad look when you have multiple reports saying one thing, and Agent Wardenorowski, as you pointed out, he being the goat of news breaking, uh, says one thing, and then you start to hear a totally different side that that doesn't just doesn't look good. And um, I, I don't know where it goes from here when you have a situation like we have right now with the pandemic and the league being on shutdown right now, that, you know, what are you to believe? Uh, There's so many things that have been coming out over the course of these weeks now and months since the season has been put on hold, and something like this happens as, as they're trying to get to this closer data of trying to, trying to get something back on the floor, whether it be regular season or heading right to the postseason. Hearing the news yesterday come out uh, with with all the things about the players association and Eve and the league discussing things, uh, this one does not look very good.
0: Yeah, and and the thing is, I'm not blaming people for the other reports because basically, if someone denies something, you come out and you say you deny it. And you know, the thing is, it was one of those things. I contacted a source, and uh, you know, initially he he didn't you know he he didn't hear it yet because I guess he didn't get the contact yet. But then right. later on, he was like, oh, oh yeah, bro. It's true. You know what I mean? It's true. So, you know, w- when that happens now, when if if I wouldn't have spoke to the source, and if it wasn't a source that I really, you know, had faith and I trusted, then it would have been one of those things where I'm like, okay, maybe they denied it. Maybe he had it wrong, but... Then again, since I had a source saying that it was true, and then even when I came back and I said, hey, look, they're denying it, and he's like, nah, bruh, it's true. You know for a fact that it was damage control. But at the same time, I can't fault another reporter for saying, you know, reporting on what they said. Even in the story that I have in today's paper, it says that, you know, the Players Association denied it. But then it also says that my source said, it was true, right? So it, it, it's one of those. Now, the whole thing is that right now, there's so much going on. You know, every day there's a different story. Um, you know, I also I have an article out where I spoke to sources. And, you know, a, a great brother that we both know, Jabari Young, came out with something a couple weeks ago where he wrote a story that said that, you know, uh, agents... And executives around the league want the, you know, want the season to be canceled, right? LeBron James comes right out and says that's not true, right? Well, I spoke to a couple sources within the last couple of days, and this is what they told me. They said that small market teams, because they want to make money, they want to come back. They said teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, teams in contention like that, they all want to come back. And the reason why they want to do that is because, you know, the window can close on them. But for the most part, quickly, but for the most part, as they're saying, there's a lot of other teams that are basically saying, uh, we're a little indifferent or we just want to shut it down and worry about next team. I get all that. And I want to ask you a question when I get right back from this commercial break about all that. Now, you remember when I was talking to you about Built Bar?
1: absolutely
0: have you ever had one I have not dude let me tell you (laughs) this might sound corny like I I was talking to my man Jeff Cohen I was talking to Mark Narducci Built Bar is like a, a protein and energy bar right I can it, use that. With all the work that we do, I think I need one of these built bars. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. The thing about it is, it looks like a candy bar. Now, when, when, when initially, you know, when people say to you they want you to do advertising and stuff like that, you're like, come on, man. What if I don't like it? What if I don't like it? Well, I keep, I, I got a box in my office, right? And I, the reason why I have it in my office is because. I don't want anybody to go and take them and I'm not around. I hate to say it. I'm being extremely selfish, extremely (laughs) selfish. And now I'm mad because, you know, I'm down to my last one. I'm like holding it and looking at it. I don't want to eat it because I want to save it. But I'm just going to tell you, this thing is chewy. It, It reminds you of a candy bar. And I'm like one of those guys who craves chocolate and candy bars. And I'm telling you. You need to get one, D. And I'm telling y'all, you know, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On for $10 off your first box. I'm about to do it when we get off because this box is done and I want another one. And I'm just going to, I'm not even going to wait. I'm going to break down and get it, pay for it, and and then be done with it. But I'm telling you, D., you have to get one. I'm
1: going to give it a shot. And I'm going to use the code and make sure I save that money as well.
0: And after you now, before you do that though, I need you to just talk about like when you think of like the small market teams. So we got these small market teams and we have like the championship caliber teams who want to come back. That makes a lot of sense to you, right?
1: Yeah, it does. Especially when you speak about Los Angeles and. What the Clippers did, first of all, in bringing in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they're trying to win now, and they're also trying to convince them who signed both did sign those two-year deals to stay long-term. So, a situation like this, uh, they want to get back on the floor because they want to, they want to, you know, they want that return on their investment, and the players as well, I'm sure, want their money. And then when you speak about the Los Angeles Lakers with Anthony Davis, and certainly with LeBron James. What is their window with Anthony Davis, a free agent, uh, could potentially be a free agent, pardon me, with LeBron James getting a year older, albeit it is still an MVP candidate, he's still getting a year older, so they certainly want to take advantage of getting back on the floor, playing great basketball before the season uh, went on pause. And you can speak about the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors and on and on and on. So uh, the Lakers, yes, and the Clippers as well, as you pointed out with the big markets, Toronto living off of being the defending champions. Uh, if you want to call them a small market, even though we know what Canada is and what Toronto is. I know, Milwaukee, right? <laughs> Milwaukee, has, Milwaukee has to jump on this right away, right? Yeah. Because as a small market team and while you feel like they're built for the future... And not, They are built for the future, but they also want to make sure that they do everything possible to keep Giannis and Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee uh, on that Supermax deal and give themselves an opportunity to, whether it be an asterisk or not, Keith, win a championship uh, with him as their franchise player. So, I can certainly understand it while the small market teams want to get out there and the big market teams do not, but I could see a situation too with the big market teams for everything that I just pointed out with the Lakers and the Clippers want to get those players out there, want to get their uh, teams back on the floor uh, and, and and give themselves that opportunity to uh, raise that trophy at the end of whenever the postseason is over. So I'm curious to see how this all plays out, what they agree on, what they don't agree on and how they will go about their business with everything. Because this is these are unprecedented times, and this is a different type of championship. But I understand where you're coming from with the small market and the big market teams.
0: And, and even with Milwaukee, I don't even I'm not even going to lump them in with the rest of the small market teams. I'm gonna lump them in with the teams who have a chance to win. You know what I mean? Because, like you said, you know this could be it for Giannis if he wins a title. Like let let's face it, if if you lose, you don't continue playing. Then all of a sudden. You know he's still gonna crave that championship, and LeBron and i um, are gonna be like, "Look, dude, you know your girlfriend's already your girlfriend already said that she was a Lakers fan, and like I saw her him doing like an Instagram live or a Facebook live or whatever, and people were asking her questions, and she said she was a Lakers fan. So you know because of Kobe, so w- one of those things is like you know you know they're gonna put a full court press." And if you have Giannis, uh, uh, um, you know, um, AD and LeBron, if you, you know, that's a team, that team is loaded right there. I mean, it's lights out. So they're going to try to do that. And then my thing is, if you look at, like you said, the Clippers, you know, when you think about the Clippers, the Clippers are always known as the Clippers, no matter what happens. And this was the one year that people were saying, you know what, they they got a chance. And they and like there was times when the Lakers were tanking, they were struggling, they were doing whatever, and the Clippers were winning. And the Clippers still couldn't, you know, still struggling in the playoffs. And everything that they did, it kind of sort of like up, oh, but they're still the Clippers. This year, like you said, they signed these two guys to two year deals. This is a year where the window is open. And all of a sudden, if they're not able to come back and play, they're going to go back to being the Clippers. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because what the Lakers (laughs) are going to do, what the Lakers are going to do is they're going to upgrade. They're going to upgrade next year. But the Clippers are always going to remain the Clippers. So that Now, you even look at the Sixers. We can lump them in. Next year, the East is going to get tougher. So the yes. Sixers is like, if there's an opportunity, get it now. Get it now. How do you yeah. feel about that?
1: No, you're absolutely right. And when you speak about them getting better, the uh, the teams getting better in the Eastern Conference, Boston, just young players improving. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving returning healthy for the Brooklyn Nets next season. Milwaukee, uh, who knows? what the Toronto Raptors are going to look like, but they have Pascal Siakam, who's an all-league player this season. So you're absolutely right. This is a window for the 76ers. Another year of Al Horford getting older, unfortunately, uh, and they already had their tough times with him having to go to the bench and uh, you know, not things not going the way that they had thought it would be at this point of the season. Certainly didn't think they would be in the sixth seed, I'm pretty sure, Uh, So yeah, this is also a window for Philadelphia as well, especially when you look back to what happened a year ago, right around this time, losing in Game 7 in the Eastern Conference semis. They understand what it's like to be almost at the cusp of of something very special and being knocked out in the second round. Of course, it wasn't the Eastern Conference finals, but with the dramatics and the everything that went with them losing to the Toronto Raptors, knowing that sometimes, you know, you just look at that window and you have to seize the moment when it's there for you.
0: All right, question for you. Have you been keeping up with the, with NCAA basketball, the draft prospects?
1: Uh, yes, I've been keeping up with uh, some of the players that have been declaring for the uh, NBA draft. Uh, not as much uh, as I would be <laughs> right now as we normally are, but I've been keeping an eye on them.
0: All right, keeping an eye on them now. You know that's way more than I've been doing. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be. You know, it's one of those things where, like, I don't, like, I don't even know when the draft is going to be. This and that. I need to be a little bit more into it.
1: Well, but, let's just say we know when it was scheduled to be, which was the twenty fifth of June.
0: <laughs> exactly scheduled to be. So it's there. Okay. So let's just. I'm under the assumption that the seventy sixers are going to get the Oklahoma City Thunder pick. Right. Okay. Now, when you're looking at this roster right now, we're also looking at that the salary cap is going to be less next year than it is this year. And the Sixers are already going to be tight in regards to doing free agency. So, those draft picks, they may have to, you know, if you bring some guys back, you're going to do some stuff with the minimum on your bench players, get the guys on the minimum, and then a guy, you can get a guy at the draft. Is there one particular player that, well, that in the draft that you see who could possibly go late in the first round who could help fulfill a need with the Sixers? Well,
1: uh, that's that's a tough one. Um, I'm not going to say for sure that there is one that I I hope I like a lot of players like mm-hmm. Kyra Lewis from Alabama. who's a point guard and. Uh, you know he was he was looked to be somewhere in the top ten. Um, has some flash to him. He can um, he can be, I, he looks like one of the guys that can just step right in and contribute to a team. And coming in here, he's not going to have to shoulder a load with the Philadelphia 76ers, Just play his part, do what he needs to do uh, overall to blend in with the squad. Uh, Nico Mannion from Arizona, another guard. And if, here's a the theme, Keith. Another guard for the Philadelphia Seventy exactly. Sixers, right? <laughs> yes. So yeah. So either guard or wing for them is, is where I, I really am going for the Seventy Sixers. But those are just two, right off the top of my head that I can think of. I wish I wish Sadiq Bay from Villanova would fall to them. At you know his nice size as a as a small forward coming out of Villanova, and you know that they can use that wing help here in Philadelphia. and, and not miss out on another Villanova player. Uh, he would also get a nice pick, but he will—he'll likely be gone a little bit earlier than when the 76ers pick on the uh, on the board in the draft.
0: So, is he staying in the draft?
1: I believe so. Yeah, okay. he's a lottery pick potentially. So, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. He needs to get that money. I mean, especially yes, right. if he's going to, you know, go. Um, so basically, like we're saying, is a guard, and 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 I I kind of think that as well. I mean, you need another guard now. The thing is, depending on what you want to do with Shake Milton. You know, he proved that he can be a backup point guard. Now, here's the only thing, and this isn't a knock on Shake at all. It's not a knock on Shake at all. But I think that you know, if I'm a Sixers front office and I know that he played well, you just want to see him do it a little bit more. In a little, you want some more games. You want yeah. to see it in the more games because you know he had a phenomenal game against the Clippers. Phenomenal game against the Clippers right before the season conc- uh, was suspended. The thing is, I think that the Clippers, it was one of those things where they took it, like they took him lightly a little bit. And then by that point, he already was had had lightning in the bottle, so to speak. He and was it, in the groove. He was in yeah. the groove, and it's hard to stop him. So now I want to see what he can do if I'm a front office type, I want to see what he can do when teams are game planning against him. You know what I
1: mean? And, yeah, and it was it was crazy, Keith, because as you talk about that 39 that he hung on the Clippers on that Sunday afternoon, he was tremendous. And the Lakers played; they played the Lakers, and he had a uh, you know a more down to earth game for Shake Milton. But he then started to play uh, again at a very high level where his confidence was there. You can see that he was in a good place mentally with what he was doing on the floor. So my thing was, if Ben Simmons was going to come back, which we assume he would have, even though it was a back issue, if he were to come back and the Sixers now shuffling their starting lineup because Al Horford was now out of it, uh, at least due to you know his play and was back in the starting lineup because Simmons was injured – I have looked at a situation where I want to shake Milton to remain in the starting lineup with Ben Simmons on the floor as well to give you that extra ball handler with Josh Richardson, with Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid and see where it went from there. So I agree with you. Uh, The game plan was going to be there for the teams to make sure that they defended him. He was going to be in the scouting report. How does he respond? Well, we won't know until they get back on the floor, but with the way he was performing, I wanted to see him with that starting five and and see how he played with those guys.
0: Exactly, and, and he deserved it. I mean, he deserved it. I think he made them a better team. You know, here's the thing about Ben Simmons, and Ben may not like hearing this, um, but he when when there were certain games where they had him playing point forward, yeah, and he was phenomenal, man. Like no yeah. one was talking about. Oh well, how come he ain't hit the three? How come he didn't hit the three? You know what? What we were saying is, wow, dude, he's destroying those guys. They can't keep him. Like they can't stick him. You know, he he's too big for the guards, and he's too quick for the post players. Yes. You know what I mean? So if you have him, and you know, it it would be one of those things where, you know, let's face it, Shake will probably bring the ball up. Ben will be in the high post. The shakes uh, always his initial pass goes to ben then shake turns into a two guard or a three and ben just like quarterbacks the gym gets everyone involved you know and i think that the sixers right. are, are way more effective that way
1: well and, and, and again this is the beauty of what shake milton was doing before ben simmons went down and I would have loved the opportunity to have seen those guys play together and then we would have a better understanding of it because Ben Simmons was playing some good basketball, uh, playing essentially the fourth spot a lot of times. And we get caught up, of course, a lot in the point guards, who's bringing the ball up, who's who's initiating the offense and, and all that stuff. It re- We know it really doesn't matter as much as we talk about anymore in today's game because so many people bring the ball up. There's a lot of action going on on the floor where so many guys touch the basketball. So I'm not even really concerned as to who's bringing it up. It's just how they function within the offense with now Shake Milton out there on the floor with Ben Simmons being a screen man, being a role man, someone who's also playing along the baseline and using his athletic ability to be a problem for the defense. And so I, I hope that they still put Jake Milton in the starting lineup uh, when they do come back. If not, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what he has off the bench.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he proved it. But again, I just, you know, before I say that, I'm definitely going to go as him. I mean, he's an NBA player, definitely NBA player. But before I definitely say he's going to be the guy that I'm going to give the keys to long term, and it's not a knock against him. It's just that I would love to see more, more, more games from him before I alter my draft. You know what I mean? Before I like decide because you know with them not having a lot of money under the cap, um, yes. a lot of things. You know, whoever you draft in the first round, it has to be. You know, it can't be a, a miss, it, or it can't be a guy that you're saying, "Hey, I don't have enough space for him. He's going to have to be down there with the Blue Coats." You know what I mean? It's going to yeah. be a guy that you need. And, um, again, this team is, is it has a lot of, like, the starters, assuming they bring everybody back, which I think, you know, with this cap it's going to be hard to move certain players. Um, but they need a bench. They need guys who could come in and can contribute. You know, because right now the way it is, it's like you look at these guys. They're either making starters or even making max or or close to max deals. And 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 then you don't have the money to go out there and pay like the Clippers are paying Lou Will or or, or other guys around the league who are quality bench players. You just can't afford that. So this draft is really going to has to be a quality pick, you know, more so than teams in the past who are competitors and uh, contenders rather, and then their late uh, first round pick. Is a guy who just waving the towel. They need somebody who's going to contribute.
1: No, you're right, and especially with this being one of those drafts, Keith, where it has been heavy with talent in the last few few years of the NBA draft, and with all due respect to these talented players that are, are declaring for the for the NBA draft, it's not like it has been over the the past few seasons. So, uh, you're right. The Sixers are definitely going to have to hit on on a player at 22 because the, the pool is just not what we're accustomed to seeing over the past couple last few years. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah. They they need some bench help. They need guard wing help, and hopefully they can find that in a player um
0: in this draft. Okay? Well, man, I want to thank you for your insight and uh I wish I'd have had you on sooner. Um, You know, you're a busy man. uh, But (laughs) here's the deal. D, I want you to let people know how they can keep up with you, A, on social media, and B, on the radio. Well,
1: uh, you can keep up with me at DevonG975. That's D-E-V-O-N-G-975 on Twitter. And as far as hearing me on the airwaves, you can check us out on the airwaves 97fatherfanatic.com and i am on from 6 to 10 p.m eastern monday wednesday and friday right now during this pandemic
0: and my man keeps it real y'all so you got to make sure a you follow him on twitter and b make sure you check him out you know when he's on the radio he keeps it real um one of those things i try and and one thing he's he's also not really saying I know because the season is here. He also does some pregame and does some postgame stuff with the Sixers as well. So, you know, he's, he's informed. He, he's knowledge and he keeps it real. Like I said, even though he's affiliated with the team, he does stuff with the team. He keeps it real and he'll, he keeps it 100. And, you know, from Philly, I'm from Philly. He's from Philly is one of those things that I think is refreshing when I see something and I'm listening to a guy on the radio and he's telling it like it is, he's not sugarcoating stuff and he's very knowledgeable. So make sure you give my man a follow and do yourself a favor and follow him on the radio. And, and, I appreciate that. You know, it's the 100. Keep, well, I'm just keeping it real like you do. Um, <laughs> but D I want to thank you for uh, joining this podcast and, I'm gonna have to, you know. Now I know how to do stuff from remotely, so I'm gonna have to try to see if I can get you on more, man. I'm
1: around. Just hit me up, man, and we'll we'll make it happen.
0: All right, bro. All right, y'all. And look, do me a favor, y'all, or do yourself another favor. Make sure you go out there and get that built bar, that protein and energy energy built power bar. bar. It's like a candy bar, folks. I'm telling Ad. I'm telling you. You think I'm just talking? this. The thing is all that. You, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm, it. It, it, I'm telling you, you got to try it. Like, I'm killing them. I'm killing them. I'm a little disappointed, man. I'm going to have to go to the store and buy some or, or go get some <laughs> chocolate fix because I've been killing these things. All right, bro. Thanks, man. All right, peace.